Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 1222. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello everyone, uh, good to be back. Uh, this is a bit of a different one for us on a Tuesday night, so uh, yes, I had a few family commitments, uh, sorry, so... Uh, but it's probably good. It's given us a bit of space uh, to think about the game, uh, the nine-goal loss to Port Adelaide. Uh, yeah, it was. There's, there's no good out of this game. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I don't know if I'm going to review too much of the game because it was kind of like an extension of the second half of Hawthorne. Yeah, they just took that same form into. Exactly. So uh, I guess um, for me, uh, I've, I said it probably last week as well, the midfield is probably my most concern because they're players that I think are good footballers, but I don't know if they're buying into Truck's message as yet. Early days, I get it, um, but I don't get that vibe that they're buying into what all the drills that I saw preseason, where there was a lot of defensive team defense drills, and and you know they really did work hard on it, uh, and, and for lengths of time. Uh, but when they get hit under a lot of pressure, um, it's just not happening. Uh, so I don't know how to kind of perceive that. If it's just Scott, it's just early days and they played a top two team uh, that just was just too good. There is a little bit of that. In fact, there is a lot of that, yep. Uh, so that's that's one part of my thought is like, well, it's, you know, he's he's – had his first preseason of developing this because the last preseason or a lot of training last year was COVID, right? And had groups of 10 and all that. And you just couldn't do it. You couldn't teach on the field what you wanted to get across. It was all kind of like more like an exam <laughs> teaching in a, in a classroom mm-hmm. rather than on the ground. So this is kind of his first real uh, lengthy preseason where he's had the group, uh, even, even then some days had groups of 10, but he had more sessions where he had the group together and he could train. So part of me, I'm still not going really chaos or anything like that. I know I know where's zero and two, but I think in our heart of hearts, we all went into Port Adelaide. You know, I, a friend of mine who always asked me for tips, uh, I kind of said Port Adelaide by 28, if I'm being honest. And that's how I felt the difference between the two sides. Yep. Well, I, I did think we we're going to respond a bit from the second half against Hawthorne. So that was only my... Um, negative that I, I felt like, you know, obviously they kicked the first five goals and it felt like the game was shot. It was over. It, it was, was shot done, straight yeah. away. You saw the difference between the two sides. You saw, you saw, uh, sure, uh, sounded Irish then. Um, you saw how hard they spread, how hard they ran and how hard they ran to support each other. Yep. Uh, and what you saw from Essendon was a bit of dis- disorganised chaos. It was... We, we, at the moment, seem to love to have an extra man uh, at stoppage clearances and we have a slight problem is that even those guys in the extra man can't seem to get that clearance or get that stoppage. And so when the opposition get the ball, um, unfortunately, when you have more men at the stoppage, that means there's more loose guys in the opposition around 20 metres around that, that pack. And and, and uh, if Boak gets the, gets the ball, then he's got... He's got options. he's got butters. He's got Vantage. He's got options all yeah. over the place because because um, because their their men have, have dropped off into into the stoppage uh, to help 
to try and get us the ball. So it's it's just not working at the moment. Uh, and then when they do get their hands on the ball, um, we're looking at you, Darcy Parrish, <laughs> um, who we love at the podcast. Like we we love Darcy Parrish. They all love all the players, but we love Darcy Parrish especially because. The boys are midfielder every single day of the week and they keep playing him out of position. But when he got his hands on the ball, to exacerbate the problem, he then disposed of it at a 40% efficiency. Yeah. Right? Which is tantamount to, like, murdering the ball. So whenever we got the ball, we were murdering it. Um, or we got the ball and what we did with it was ineffectual. And I know Scotty's got a... Uh, a mini blowtorch, uh, potentially a match, uh, a matchstick to apply to... Maybe one or two players. Yeah, well, um, I, 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 we're, we're kind of laughing because we did a Patreon podcast the other day and we forgot what the what our actual blowtorch was called segment was called. Yes, um, and Pro- we just, professional. <laughs> yes, it was professional. It took me half a week. Went, hey, it's blowtorch. There That's we go. Um, so look, I wanted to just highlight um, one player, and this is not when I say highlight one player. This is not meaning that that this player. Should we go after a break? Is that yeah? What you're that, that was that, that uh, just, just for people. <laughs> just the uh, the uh, the broken hand message saying go to a break. The, the like you're breaking the fourth wall there, Scotty. I was, I was just about to do my best material. I know we're breaking the fourth wall there, but you know we come back, we go, we have a bit of a chat, then we go to a break, and then we come back, and then we get into the main body of the show. So you were going to run with that. So yes, how about we go to a quick break? And Scotty's now doing the roadcaster five thousand. <laughs> we'll do to, we'll go to a quick break. Uh, we we promise not to break the fourth wall again, and we'll get back into it. back to the lunchtime catch-up podcast now now that we've uh, sorted out everyone has taken 122 shows um to sort out how to do the, how to do the show um i give the great pleasure to introduce scotty's blowtorch <laughs> brought to you by redhead match um, yes uh look yeah so um usually the blowtorch i go quite you know i go all right this player has to lift and, and get quite stuck into it um this player, this player in the blowtorch is actually playing you okay. So, and he's probably a leading possession getter for the whole side. Uh, so, when you said uh, the name of the blowtorch uh, <laughs> e, um, you kind of had a funny face looking I at went, me, going, "Hang on a minute, man! You've pumped him up the entire preseason. You have the man mentioned in Crichton language." Uh, and and you just every time we come back from a training session, you go on fire. The bloke is running on top of the ground at a hundred miles an hour. So it was weird when you said the name, and that name is Zach Merritt, <laughs> <laughs> who's a very good footballer uh, now, and, and, and just averaging your lazy twenty nine thirty disposals. Everybody, sit back if you're if you're on the chain on the train listening to this. Just sit back, relax. If you're at home or at, you're at work. Chill for five, and I want to hear how Scotty applies a blowtorch. my blowtorch. Justifies a, uh, a matchstick um, to a bloke averaging 29 touches. Go. All right. Look, so I was I was just having a, a think about the Hawthorne game, uh, especially the second half, and the Port Adelaide game. I was doing some re-watching, which is just stupid of me because it's painful, but 
I did notice, I don't know if anyone else notices, but there's sometimes when you see some stats um, or you have a high-profile midfielder and it just occurred to me, you know, with the Port Adelaide game, uh, I had this weird thought. I mean, I actually don't remember one Zach Merritt possession. Uh, one, mem- one memorable one. One memorable, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and so I... What I was doing, I was talking a little bit on the Patreon podcast, but I've been talking to Grant as well, saying our, our midfielders, as talented as they are, for some reason they just have little impact on games. Uh, and so I decided to, decide, decided to just do some, you know, just talking and researching about Zach Merritt. Um, had a few other people help me who know champion data and just everything like that. Just And it was, I found it quite interesting. So Zach Merritt, here's an example, right? So... Over the last two games, we've had 61 centre bounces. Uh, so goals been scored. There's been 61 centre bounces over the opening of a quarter. Now, Zach Merritt has attended 47 of the 61 centre bounces. Now, out of those, Zach Merritt has only one clearance. So as much as, you know, uh, he's a fantastic player, I wonder if there's ever going to be a thought of, are some players are in their right position? Are they an outside player or are they an inside player? So, you know, Zach Merritt um, in like Essendon versus Hawthorne, you know, even when we played well, he had one clearance in the first quarter, one clearance in the last, that was it. Um, uh, so, and then when you look at contested uh, possession, there's, there's four other midfielders ahead of him. Um, obviously with the clearances, most of the midfielders are ahead of him. Uh, so I, I guess I found it like, is there, is, there, is there a worthwhile conversation to be had that with our midfield, because it's clearly not working, uh, like the, the opposition are clearly... It's worked for a quarter of the game time so far, right? <laughs> yes. So we've had six quarters. So, well, we've had eight quarters and it's worked for... Two of them. Yeah, I mean, a classic example, like, and I know I pump him up, but this is not this is not to defend Cole Langford, right? So Cole Langford actually has been just reasonable this this year, yeah. you know, without without being the Cole Langford I was hoping for. So I'm, I'm please know I, I that's what I genuinely believe. He's kind of I wanted a bit more out of Kyle, um, but Cole Langford has had more contested footy, more score involvements. And he's probably matching around the clearances than Zach Merritt. And would so when we say score involvements, clearances, and those kind of stats, should we? So I think to give some context to the listeners, we would regard those as more uh, helpful to the team. Yeah, it means you're you're, you're having an impact on the scoreboard, having yeah. an impact. On the way you want to play. All stats are great, and if you get them on the halfback flank, then good for you, right? But <coughs> excuse me, um, and it's, and it's those just, ones yeah. are, are particularly effective, right? And Kyle is well in front of um, uh, Zach in those really key impacting stats. Yeah, and it, and it was interesting. They the probably Truck's biggest positional change on against Port uh, happened. At the towards the start of the last quarter, and Draper went down, Shield went down, and I think Truck just went out oh, to hell with it. 
he put Langford in the, on the ball mm. and he put and he just changed it up. Do you know what? We ended up winning that quarter. Mm. Langford had seven or eight touches, mm-hmm. has scored, <laughs> and, and and it and though it's just a small piece of data, you know, because I know Parish also you know can win the ball as well, but is it set in stone that if you know high pro, pro profile players should just be under the ball, or should should we actually have some honest conversations about who is the midfield group and how is it best they can impact? The side, like what is it? What does it? What can they do best for the side? Is Zach Merritt an actual outside player? Um, and and I say this earnestly, I'm not sure, but I I think I think it's worth asking the question, uh, just from what I've seen in this first two games, and and I think historically our midfield has been beaten quite a few times, mm-hmm. and 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 when you're talking McGrath, Parish, Shield, Smith. Um, merit. You're talking, you know, at least three to five years together as a as a group. So it's not like they got together last year and you're going, oh well, they just got to gel. No, they've actually been around for a while. You know, yeah. uh, so something's got to start showing for it, or or we're gonna, or you know, to be blunt, or there might have to be some hard decisions to be made. Like, yeah, and, and I think you're I think you're right, but everything. I think I said this like two years ago, Essendon. We've never settled. We haven't settled in five, six years. We keep adding, 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 adding players to our team and we haven't settled. Like when we got Triple S in, Shield Smith, Saad, um, and we got um, McKenna was down there. He was starting to come into his own. We, we keep adding. We've added Caldwell again to another midfield um, situation and – when we've had that midfield situation, we had a one particular coach, and now we've got a different kind of coach who wants this midfield to act differently than it has for the last five mm. years. So the the problem I, th- I think we face is that Zach, like everybody else, is just learning a, a, a new role, a new position. Like it's the same position, but it's everybody has the same position on the field, but it's a different way of working. Do you mean because, under say, he's never had Colwell next to him or he's never had... He's never had Colwell had next Sam to him. And never had Sam Draper rucking yeah, to uh, him? Or yeah, I mean, mean they, they see each other in training and stuff, but you're right. But I think the real main thing is is that they're, Zach is trying to learn the way Truck wants to play. Oh, it's a simple game plan. You yeah, mean, it's sorry, a simple sorry. game plan thing. Right? But then you add the Draper's... He's still new, right? Because he's been out for so long. He's still new, and Caldwell's new, and um, they've got to learn a new game plan. And there's no longer Heps isn't in there anymore to help him out. So, um, and and Smith was spending a lot less time. So, we we haven't we've never settled. Like we've never looked. You look at the the dogs midfield. That's been the same midfield for the last six years. Like they've had yeah. Bont and that other no-name bloke and um, <laughs> Dunkley. What's the other bloke? We're that's not going no back. Name? Yeah. Bailey po- Smith, Poxy, yeah. and Bailey Smith, McRae, hairdo. There, that's the one. McRae, yeah, yeah, average at best. All, but, all Australian McRae. Yeah. I mean, well overrated. But anyway, um, McRae, uh, Bont, the hairdo, and Dunkley, and those guys. They've been the same midfield for like five years or more, probably than the Dogs. They haven't had a different coach come in and change the way they've been um, operating. They haven't had new kids brought into the side and change the way they've been operating. They haven't done all these things. So I'm with you. We, we, we are officially placing a matchstick, not a blowtorch because it's game two, but we're placing a matchstick 
under Zach Merritt as the as the sort of official recipient of the matchstick between the toes, but the older the older mids have got we've got a click at some stage, and we've got well, a click for four quarters. Yeah, I mean, I get the new game plan right, but at some point, I've never seen. I don't see other sides also give up eight goals in transition and a half from our forward line to the. <laughs> so there, there's a point where you go, well, you still have to just run and play two oh. ways. So like there's there's some things you go. There's the basics of footy. Run two ways, like you. And they're, they're the mm. they're the um. Uh, the what did Chuck say we were going to be? They're the blue collar tasks <laughs> that every football club should be doing. It's not very blue collar to play the way we did in the first <laughs> half in Hawthorne because that was just running no, and gunning it, and it's flashy. Very, you know, I, I not to be disparaging, but it, it's very Matthew Knight's. It is. It is like yeah. it, 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 that's how we're playing. Very all things go forward. Yep. Um, uh, and. That didn't work out. That, that didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we had to get in a club legend to try and fix that. And, and look, I have no doubt Truck is as frustrated as anyone because he, unfortunately for him, he's been branded as the team defense guy when he came over from Richmond to set up our team defense. And he's been two and a half years in the system. So I'm sure he's not, that's not his system. Like, no, so can't, he's, can't be. he's got an honest conversation with some, some guys, you know. Uh, but how how that Quainor guy was it Quainor? I can't remember the the Sudanese kid ran out of the back line um, for Hawthorne, just ran past people, right? That yeah, that I don't understand, but that's that's fundamentals, man. Like how we play when we around the ball and the 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 positioning and the handballs and the new way of working when we get our hands on the ball, that's fine. But man, you got to have a better back line and half back line than what we've been showing now. Truck would probably say, yeah, you know who'd be really nice? 200 and some odd games worth of fit Michael Hurley. That'd be nice. And um, Paddy Ambrose, he was a gun two years ago, and he'd be nice to have in there. Um, and Dyson Heppel's learning, but he's clearly not 100% fit. He's probably never going to be 100% fit moving forward. So the back line is, oh, and we lost Sard and, and McKenna and stuff. So the back line is and still, yeah. and Stuart. Yeah, because, I mean. That was the, meant to be the whole thing. That was it, yeah. right? Stuart was going to be the guy to play on the Monsters. And we don't have a back line. We've got Francis trying to wave his arms at um, at poor, poor Francis, waving his arms at, <laughs> at Ruckman in the forward line. And it's a, it's a, it's a crap job. Oh, no, look, no one would be more frustrated with our midfield and half forwards than Francis, Laverde, yeah. uh, Redmond, yeah. uh, you know. I want to talk about Hindy Redmond in a minute too, by the way. Yeah, Hindy and Ridley. That that would be, as uh, you know, a point. If Ridley becoming a bit of a leader now, I would be having a few words. Say, hey, guys, like, I'm quite over the guy. The ball th- coming in two or three guys times in 20, a row. With 30, 30 metres space, literally coming down. Our forward line, sorry, our back line, sixty-two times a game, and putting it anywhere he wants to. <laughs> yeah, so it's like because it's very, it's not as hard to lead when you got that much space, and, and you, a, anybody can put it out in front of a forward when you're running through the middle completely uncontested, and you can put it at lace out for somebody. Um, the and and the, sorry, that, just quickly, uh, and Francis for all his knocks. For him to 
at least restrict Dixon to four. I'll give him at least actually a little bit of credit. He did punch the ball a few times. Yeah. I mean, that should have been an eight-goal game to Dixon, yeah, uh, the way the ball was coming down. So I'll give him some credit. Mm. I thought at least he tried. He, he still does some odd mistakes, but, you know, when he was there, he was punching the ball and he was trying yeah. his heart out. Just sometimes he was just too big in some occasions. Yeah, Dixon's a massive unit. It's a bad unit. matchup in some He's ways. a massive unit. And that's mm. why, especially too with the back line, we – if the back line of Ridley and Francis, I say Ridley and Francis because they're the two sort of main guys down there. If they were ever to sort of have a chat to the mids and the forwards and go, guys, I'm missing Paddy Ambrose, I'm missing Stewart, I'm missing Zerk Thatcher, I'm missing all these blokes down here that would give me a chop out. Can you maybe stop the run through the middle <laughs> when we're undermanned in the back line? Yeah. Right? We get Hurls back, we get Stewie, uh, Jimmy Stewart back. Zerk Thatcher's beaten down doors. We get Ambrose. We get everybody, Jimmy Stewart and all those. We get all those guys back. And then we've got a full complement in our back line. Then if the ball comes down 62 times, we'll probably we'll probably be okay, right? Because we've got a decent back line with all those guys. But until then, it's a bit threadbare. We've got yeah. Francis playing out of position. Ridley's great, but he's not a run-with-stick-to kind of defender because he's a thin dude, right? He's a run-across-the-pack guy. Um, but our mids are just letting them run rampant. And to your point, everybody's running forward and nobody's running back. So that's I think yeah. that's I think's the main the main issue. And then on top of that, I still I still um uh, state that we ran out of legs again. We ran out of legs in that last quarter. We we ran out of in legs in the third or last, because we won the last quarter. Oh well, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I must admit, I, I didn't. Port- I, I'm not seeing it as much as you are with the the legs. Yeah, I, I think Hawthorne. We definitely had moments where we ran it, but but we stopped. But like uh, we, we stopped running. I thought that more they just overwhelmed us and we just got a yeah, bit, but I mean, got a bit rattled. Yeah, I saw a, a heap of occasions where Francis takes a mark at halfback flank and he's looking down a wing because that's where you go and there's nobody peeling off to take a mark. They're just waiting for Francis to bomb it down there. They're just waiting, waiting for the standard kick down the line and that sort of stuff. So I'm glad you glad. Sorry, I don't, didn't mean me to cut you off. Then um, mm. I'm glad you brought up that um, because there's nothing more infuriating <laughs> to me. And I'm gonna give you know. Okay, here's my second blowtorch. Whoa, <laughs> dual blowtorch. <laughs> if Jordan Ridley is gonna be the kick out guy, then truck. Or someone, because I'm, I'm assuming it's a, still a play that we just do or it's, it's endorsed by the coach or someone. I counted, I think, five times in a row, Jordan Ridley, you know, put out the kicker point five times in a row, runs out 20 metres because, you know, with a new rule, you, you run you out. You can just run anywhere you like, apparently, yeah. Kicks it to the right of screen towards 70 metres out every time near the boundary line. Same side. Same side. And yet we have not recognised and that we are not a good marking team. So why is that a play? Like, why is Essendon... It's, it's the standard AFL thing. You just... The ball just came straight back. You go, well, you know, we were either getting outmarked or the ball came back. You go, we've got to... What's our option? Well, the option is you start doing blocks and screens and getting guys alone. Yeah. 30 metres out, you know, if you can kick 30 metres along the wing... Uh, or just isolate guys, you know. But you just to have that 
you know, Port will just set up going, well, we know where you're going. Spike the ball. Draper will just go 70 metres out and they go, well, they're just kicking it to Draper every time and hoping yep. he marks it. Um, and he was not on form. No. <laughs> um, and it just it just frustrated me. You go, well, okay, the first three times, Rids, it didn't work. He's like, just... Anybody want to sprint to the other side of the oval or something that, as I, an option? Yeah, I think the sixth time, he suddenly went the other way and we got the ball up to half forward. Yeah. And it was like, oh, man, like... There's some things that just, you know, as an Essendon fan, you go, oh, what are we coaching <laughs> like these guys to do? Like, are we coaching kicking out points? Like, because it can't be the same play every time. And if it is, if we're not coaching that, right, if we, if the truck's saying try this, try that, or here's some options for you, and we keep going down there, why do we keep doing it then? Yeah. I think it's just a safe option, especially if you're on your on the back foot. No, yeah, no doubt that's what they the you know it's the safe, but it just became horrifically predictable and it yeah. made, made us play very slow. Um, I thought our guys actually were quite reactive, a bit slow, but it's just it's just a little bugbear of mine. I think to some Essendon fans has been for years that our, mm. our kicking out after a point that. That, but again, that we've, the we assumption is we're, we're actually a marking team. Like, yeah, we haven't had anybody to mark it. Like, Bell Chambers used to be there and he used to say, Bell Chambers can't mark. Like, a pack mark. Like, it's like, yeah. why is that an option? Like, it just, uh, it's just, it just amuses me. Yeah. Um, but uh, hey, I there's no speak, continuity there. So. I want to speak on a positive. I want to speak about um, Mason Redmond. Yeah, yes. Really good game for mine. That was a much better game for Mason. Um, and again, good to see him back in the side. And getting possessions. I think he got high 20s or something like that. Yeah, mid-20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. mid-20s. Um, and again, because the ball was down there so very often, um, it's <laughs> no no surprise that he got 20s odd. Um, but yeah, big big game for Mason for me. He's, uh, he's one of the, what's the word? He's one of the KPIs for me um, at the Essendon Footy Club. Waller's a KPI in the forward line. And Mace Redmond's a KPI in the back line for me. If he can perform and hold down a position, the back line is on its way to being good. Oh, then if we can just maybe grab Ambrose and, and Jimmy Stewart and all those guys back in, yep. and if the Essendon Footy Club would realise that Cal Hooker's a full back and just leave him there, um, then we may have um, a half-decent back line. But uh, big shout-out to, uh, to Mace Redmond. Um, really good game. No, no, he was um, good. And I think Hindy played pretty solid as well. Hindy's um, walked in, done exactly nothing wrong. No. Exactly nothing you wrong. You can't – I can't put it too much on our defenders. The only one I will say, and this is not to go straight to a negative, and I, I, think, it, I think in the end he'll be fine. It was the first time watching this game I kind of went, you know what, maybe – Ned Nerdlinder. Maybe, maybe Ned Cahill needs to – actually find some footy and find some confidence because... In the back line, yeah. Yeah, just watching him, um, it felt like he wasn't playing with any self-belief. Like he was just... He looked lost. He looked lost. Yeah, he looked um, lost. And, and there's sometimes you go, when you look that lost, then maybe VFL actually is the option to find some footy. Like, yeah. you, even if you play him a quarter in the midfield, just do something different, but just go, just get him around the action, getting some bumps, getting some... Yeah, but if, if we're going to play him in a back pocket, play him, play him in a back that's pocket true, in the that's VFL. That's true, yeah. Because yeah. you, you look at the likes of um, Hepps, who's never played across half-back, right? For, not for us, anyway. But when you put him across half-back for us in the, the games we've seen him, looks good. 
knows what to do. Yeah. From the moment the ball's bounced, he knows what to do. He looks confident. He looks good back there. He looks like he knows what he's doing. The difference between him and Ned is chalk and cheese, right? Ned, great player. Love the kid. Um, and put, keep him in the side, absolutely. But I would I'll keep him at the club, absolutely. But I would put him in the VFL. And if you're going to play back pocket, chuck him in the back pocket of the VFL, right? Yeah, yeah. One corner in the back pocket, one <laughs> And you get plenty of ball in the VFL in the back pocket. At too. the moment, yes, <laughs> unfortunately. But, like, it, as the first time I went, you know what, if if Guelphie is fit or, yeah. or, or, or Waterman <laughs> yeah. is, is fit, then um, they're, they're stronger over the footy um, just at the moment and in yeah. different level in their careers at the yeah, moment. It's not, it's not Char- we're not playing Charlie Cameron, so Guelph doesn't have to have nightmares. Um, but I think, yeah, I think you'll see Guelph come in specifically for Ned this week. And I think also too, on our last podcast, you said, and I've absolutely endorsed, do not drop the kids. If Chuck's got a plan and he sees Nick Cox and he sees um, Caldwell and all these guys um, in our team for the next 10 years, don't drop them. Let them, let them play. I think Ned is at a point where, he needs some experience in the back line to learn some stuff. It, it, what it, yeah, what it quickly realised is is how far behind he's learning the craft, mm. um, and he he probably needs a lead t- tutor in the VFL to actually st- start really just saying, look, let's let's really start developing. Let's do like a five week program mm. in the VFL. Yeah, we will start developing because he's a bit too far behind. There's experience, but yeah. got, there's got to be some points yeah. like Cox on a wing. You're not dropping him yet because you still see him doing some really nice wingman type things. Yeah. He's running down forward. He kicked a goal. Yep. So you, you go element more. Well, I'm happy to keep him in that position. The seniors, because he's, because he has not showing the fundamentals. Yeah, there's a there's a little bit of an understanding of the role. Still a way to go, but still mm. there's an understanding so you can develop in and there. the same with Hebs. He uh, looks good. But yeah, but Cahill you think needs to know the basics first yeah. and then come into the seniors. Yep. Um, once he's got the fundamentals down. Uh, so that's um that's kind of where I see that. Look, why don't we go to a break again? Um we'll what we'll do is we'll I'll just kind of finish off the port game, but we'll start talking about who's available this week. Yeah, absolutely. Available uh, and then the the, uh, the Saners. And, uh, yeah, so let me just continue talking while I oh, just do the music. Come on, man. This, is, uh, this has been a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, um, to sort of, and that was Scotty's phone hit at the deck. This <laughs> is this is a great show. This is... Uh, it's so professional. This is so. professionalism at its best, man. Um, can, we so, give a, can we give a shout out, though, to Waller and Hooker? Seeing the other end of the ground. Yes. Uh, did kind of, with only 39 inside 50s, did kind of what they could uh, <laughs> to, to help us score. I thought Waller was actually... Actually, actually, well, I think Waller the first two weeks has actually been has been quite good. He's he's a barometer. He's the barometer. That he's that probably a, he's probably a leading goal kicker. So, mm. um, Hooksy competed hard. Um, 
Don't know if it's still if I in the back of my head. I think he's the total answer <laughs> nah, down forward. No. But uh, a bit of separation between him and Peter Wright would be nice. Like uh, I, yeah. I just think yeah, there's a lot of bunched up, a lot of bunched up packs that are, that happen in that. And I think I know Hooksy wants the ball, and I know Peter Wright wants the ball, so they're probably running to the same place because they can see the ball um, coming in. But I'd, yeah, the, when those two are in the same vicinity as each other, it just makes a huge pack of of um, super fugly. And uh, I want him in the back line, but um, if you can split those two boys and have one lead one way and one lead another, that would be great. Yeah, so um, obviously <laughs> the real bad news that came from the game came from Sam Draper, Shield, and... Um, Caldwell. And Caldwell. You know, in typical Essendon fashion, they turned out to be bad case scenarios. Cursed. <laughs> we are accursed. <laughs> and, and Caldwell, I, I'm actually really concerned. Um, uh, I'm trying not to be. <laughs> um, but Hammies are always bad, man. I know, but just hammies in, in, your, in your NAB TAC Cup year, you get drafted by GWS, you get played by hammies, you get drafted, traded to Essendon, you kick a ball. And you get a hammy. Like yeah. it was. It was actually my concern is he's got a six week hammy from kicking the football. But was it his off leg or was it the leg that he kicked the ball with? Because I thought it was his off leg. I'll have to look at the replay. Again, I think. I think I was listening to the podcast today and they said it was his. Um, he was like his leg was stretched that he was leaning on to kick the football with the other leg. So it was his off leg that he got the hammy with, and it's one of those high hammies which is no good. And it's when you hear it's what. Six to eight or whatever it is. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, six to eight. You know that's ten. I guarantee you that's ten, right? Yeah, I mean, I I reckon even the Shield one, the when they said around six weeks or so, I just got this funny feeling that's going to be longer too, right? Yeah. Uh, look, that's what they say. I'll, I'll take them for their word, but yep. we'll see. Um, and then the dreaded... Oh, Draper's news was... The dreaded syndesmosis. Oh, that word is like... It's like, out of nowhere and it equals... Just time, 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 time. Um, Heps has come back, and clearly, syndesmosis is gone now. It's affecting his back. So, syndesmosis needs to bugger off. We don't need to hear that word ever again. We just need to hear no. he's got an ankle ligament strain or something. Because what is he? Ten to twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, that's you know that's fifteen, and you know it's probably close to season and. Man, I just, I had an awful dream last night. I had a dream. Um, I dreamed a dream that, and it was awful, that Sammy, the the great white hope, and Caldwell and those guys turned out to be a bit like Joe. Like that we got all That's this. A very, de- a know, very it's, bleak dream, it's a bit It's a bit depressing, but I just, I wondered whether or not, I hope Sam can, it's not be like. Well, we just need some luck as a club. It's just, yeah. it's just. You know, it's just and they, and it's they you know that kind of injury. I know people go nuts at the doctors and, but I don't know what you do when it's a, it was an an impact injury like you, you can't. And and Sam jumps so high and so often and with such uh, vigor and he's bouncing around the joint and he's doing all sorts. That's Sammy's game, so you can't argue with that. And you know what? You can't sort of. Say, I mean, hammies are hammies, man. You pull hammies if you if you're prone to them. You pull hammies, and Shield is, 
Shields like a, a racehorse. They're, they're or like Olympic athletes or like AFL footballers. They're they're tuned to a fine art, right? And uh, if you yeah. go slightly too hard or slightly underneath, you can pull. His 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 injury just like I even watched the replay and I go I still don't know where you got that injury from. Yeah. I like it just I was like how do you get that? I know. So I was, so who do we th- who do we think? Yeah. So obviously, it does Nick pre- Bryan's going to get a run at some AFL football. Well, yeah, I mean, um, obviously Josh uh, Marnie sort of said um, that he is available for selection. It's funny, the way he said it didn't tell me he's just a, a yes, he'll play kind of. Yeah, and I hope they don't. If he's not 100% right, I hope they don't. Oh, no, not if he's that young. But if he's right, I'd you know, they would be thinking in the back of their mind just just two metre Peter, just play ruck. Yeah, and, and hook yeah it a, makes sense. And hook a forward. Yeah. Um, with Jones with and Jones and Waterman or whatever, yeah, yeah. and bring Waterman in just yeah. to develop some goals. Or Stringer or somebody like that. Yeah, well, yeah, Stringer yeah. naturally comes in, so you've strengthened up the forward line. Yep. Yeah. So that, no doubt they'll be thinking that because because two meter Peter actually is quite good mobile around the ground, so he actually can impact a game. So that's the interesting one. That, that's the the big decision they've got to make. Um, Andy Phillips a while off, isn't he? Um, yes. Yeah. Well, he's. Put it this way, he he hasn't been training this week and he hasn't played any VFL games. Yeah, so he's, he's, he did, he did, he's ages off. He didn't train today, so that's... that's and I think not. St Kilda are in trouble sort of Ruckman stock-wise at the moment yeah, as well, aren't they? I mean, Ryder is an outside chance. Um, he obviously went uh, back home for personal reasons. He he flew in this this week or on the weekend. Whether that's be tough to walk straight in, yeah, to walk straight into a senior game yeah. after just being at, at your home for up north for a while, it, you know, it's if it was Edison, I would say it's unlikely at the moment, but I don't know yeah. where I don't know, I don't know what program he's been on, but but I mean, that might be. I was talking about Jake Carlisle possibly playing Ruck as yeah. an option, so but that might be good for Nick because not to ease him in, but if he's right, then he'll jump over the top of Jake Carlisle. Right, like he'll jump, he'll stand on Jake. Yeah, Carlock's it's a great head. leap. Yeah, yeah, right. So that could be good for him. He'll get to his hands just, on the ball first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. to, to to get the ball down to mids and stuff like that. Um, but then again, if we put two meter in there and they've got Jake Carlisle as their ruckman, then we're not really losing anything because I don't know that Peter Wright's the greatest ruckman in the world. Um, but he's not going to lose out particularly much if he's up against Carlisle. So that'll that'll be sort of an okay matchup, I assume. But then, how do we replace Cordwell? Well, you mean you've got uh, Archie Perkins, obviously, as a yep, okay as, as an option. Um, Has he done enough? Has oh, he yeah. lived up to the truck mantra of they want players that are ready to make an impact when they come into the seniors? Well, or he, is he just coming in because of sheer necessity? Well, he's played better than Stringer the last two weeks, so yeah. Stringer's going to come in. So, so yeah. uh, you know, he's kind of by his own mantra. <laughs> Uh, like Stringer, if I'm being very, very honest in the VFL game, Stringer looked like a guy who kind of knew he was going to play seniors the following yeah. week and just ran through the game, did a few nice things, but almost, you know, almost a bit, a little bit nonchalant. Um, you, you, you either play Jakey in the seniors or you don't play. No, <laughs> yeah, because- it might, yeah, it was a, it was a little bit of a, VFL's beneath me kind of feel I felt, but uh, that's well, yeah, just me. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get entangled with you, VFL <laughs> blokes, just in case you lean on my knee the wrong way or something like that, right? But Jakey's cool. Jakey's a big game guy. He's an AFL guy. They got him to run around for a few quarters, and 
it's as good as you're going to get with Jake Stringer, in my humble opinion. Um, so put him in the ones, see what he can do. Great. Um, and then, yeah, so... Um, so I would personally... Archie, Archie be interesting to see. I mean, I think he deserves it. Like, he, he's fit now. No, but, but he's... What we've seen of him, when, when we've both mm. been down, we went down to um, and watch the game this he week. He finds a footy. He finds the footy and he's very good with it and he, he knows what he's doing with it. So between him and Caldwell, there won't be much of a drop in output. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, uh, was quite strong. Uh, but I, I don't know where Archie will play. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, they want him to yeah. play a forward. So I, I'd but be surprised if they just said you're a midfielder. I think they're just going to – I think they're going to – if I – you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Langford has a bit more inside minutes this week. Um, but, you know, who knows. Yeah. Uh, so they might reconstruct a little bit the, the midfield setup. Mm-hmm. Um, Parrish and Langford might play a few more inside Good. minutes. Because um, they still can yeah get above forty percent that'd be great. Smith could rotate a bit more. They do like Stringer playing those kind of those ten minute little bursts yeah. in the midfield if they need help with a clearance. Alex Waterman he's been playing back in the VFL, hasn't he? Alec to you, thanks. Uh, what I say, Alex? <laughs> right then, just let's let me just grab over here for an Alex jar <laughs> along with my uh, Sammy jar. Um, yeah, um, I look I. I would love him personally. Me, I would love to see him in. Like a, but do because, like you said, he's been playing back in the VFL. But does one play him in the forward line? Yeah, well, Stringer and Perkins, if they both good in, then no. I you okay. you would be tempted to play him off half back and just kind of see how he goes. Um, I thought he played pretty well in the VFL. Um, I'd. I, I must admit though, in the VFL, I don't watch for everything because you're on ground level. Yeah. So I. I'll be honest, I don't know if he manned up his man, you know, correctly. Yeah, or the, yeah, yeah. All the technical stuff, because yep. you are meant to defend. Uh, but he got the ball a lot. Uh, and, and you know, he's got a booming left foot. A few one-on-ones, you know, when he's running to the wing, he just completely bumped a guy off the ball and grabbed the ball. So yeah. his physicality... He's a big unit. I think I would love in the seniors at the moment just yeah. to help out a few guys, um, just to throw his weight around. That's personally me. So I would, I would probably have me... Um, I look at Brian Stringer, Perkins, Waterman, and then uh, I could almost for me I could almost have five changes in this game because Cirque Thatcher probably. I want the lunchtime catch ups man BZT <laughs> in because I saw him p- p- play incredibly well at the VFL. Intercept marking, good. Yeah, um, he had really good intercept marking. On the yeah, weekend. good intercept marking, some good punching, good sort of. He he had that touch of the. Touch of the AFL footballer playing in the VFL. He was he looked a little grade above everybody else, mm. um, and the the intercept marks were regular, which were great. So I just think BZT is a long term prospect for this club in the back line. If he's right now, and he hasn't been right for ages, but if he's right now, play him. Yeah, well, if you think if you think it's an interesting one. If he didn't play this week, I reckon he, even he would be a bit worried about where he stands. Uh, because our defence is quite depleted. <laughs> because uh, he was half a chance last week, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, because in some ways Laverde's taking a spot over you. Yeah. And, uh, but I like BZT to be able to take on, especially Max King, right, in the forward line, because they're both similar yeah. body shapes. It's a king of membrane, isn't it, that you've got to go, well, um, we need some height. Yeah, and, and I think we were sort of talking before the podcast started about um, Ridley 
Um, we're not getting the best out of Ridley at the moment. His his real natural slide across packs and take intercept marks kind of game. Yeah. But if we could get BZT to come in and be the key position player that they currently want Ridley to be, um, and stay on Max King all game, then Rid- it kind of frees up Ridley a little bit to be able to maybe influence um, packs and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Poor Aaron Francis is going to have to <laughs> stick with memory all game again. Uh, oddly, I, lo- I don't mind as much the Francis and Membry. I think there's a little bit of a height difference than Dixon. Yeah, um, and the other Ruckman that were resting in the forward line, right. so he's probably going to enjoy that. Did you know this? You know, did you know... Um, I was looking at the, the um, Jordan Ridley 32 possessions against Port, right? Yep. I was looking at that going, gee, what a, what a game. I didn't realise, because he kicked the ball out from the points 10 times, so every time, because of the new rule... It's a, it's a field stat. kick. It's, it's a field kick. So, oh well, that's I'm not sure about that. So technically, in, tw- in play he had 22 and kind of overall Still had okay. That's all right. But it's great for super coaches. So just who's the designated kick out and just big time. Put him make in sure you put, yeah, make sure you put him um, in super coach. Speaking so, of which, how's the lunchtime catch up podcast super coach going? Uh, oh, that's a that's not a good look. Uh, we're struggling. Uh, Are we? <laughs> I see. I had five captain this week, and he got injured. Oh, he got smashed, didn't he? Yeah. So he only got forty-seven. Oh. Uh, So um, yeah, I've just I haven't had good luck with um. Come on, man, lift. So if you, I keep trading. I I keep getting guys in, and they get smashed in the first two quarters, (laughs) and they're off the ground. If you've got any suggestions for the for the lunchtime captain podcast, super coach, send them to us on the Facebook page. Just tag Scotty and go, mate. Chuck in um, Ilya Grigic and Josh Air and all these guys. See, I had um, I had Draper as Ruck, so now I've got. And a, now you're going to have to change that um, to two meter Peter probably. I quickly realised that Ruckmen are expensive, and to get <laughs> a lower price Ruckman, they're really really bad. So, <laughs> so I don't. I'm not even confident this week on our. Mate, I'd pick that huge unit for VFL, the, the number fifty one for the Essendon VFL. Mate, pick him. Bring oh, his bring li- his large little. self up. Oh, is that little? Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, mate. Bring his large self up. She had some Ryan O'Connor about him. Too. That was some Ryan O'Connor, right? Like that's got to be a hundred plus kilos of dude, and he didn't stop running all game. Like that's a massive unit running the full length of that ground constantly, and then yep. contesting. So, mate, if you're listening, damn good effort. I'm a hundred and way too many kilos myself. Um, and just, the, just watching your thought, oh, that, that big unit's going to run out of puff. But he never ran out of puff. He must have a massive Farlap ticker. So maybe there's an option. Maybe just a bit of well, he's bit of rhino. It's not an option because he's very Well, but. you can... <laughs> ten-day contracts. You need to do like the NBA. Like you need to do NBA ten-day contract. Ten day contract yeah, yeah. Uh, while we're talking VFL, by the way, I do want to give a, a shout-out to Josh here. Um because yes, baby. Even though it was a fairly grim kind of result, no doubt he dominated. Sh- no doubt, the shining light of the whole game was Josh Ear. He Really, I mean, he really should have kicked five goals, mm-hmm. but he was marking the the ball at the highest point. He's got a really nice marking technique that's he very very hard to defend, like um, Matthew Lloyd. <laughs> I, I kid you not, man. He looks oh, like okay. Matthew Lloyd I'll when he marks the I'll ball. I'll give you this. When he marks the ball out front, he has the same technique. Bingo. 
So you mean he's Matthew Lillard? That's left, what you're saying. And he's left foot and kicks. That's what minutes. you're saying. You're finally agreeing that he looks like Matthew Lloyd and is as talented as Matthew Lloyd. I don't know how many more bags of goals this bloke has to kick in the VFL before they realise. Do you know we've how many? A- do you know how many mes- messages I get going? Is Grant on drugs? No. No, I, I, I'm, when it comes to Josh Eyre, I am on drugs. I'm on the drug of champion, right? The champion bags air. Josh bags air. Three, I mean, like you said, he should have had five. There's a bag. If he kicks another bag this week and they don't put this kid in the forward line and chuck Kyle Hooker back in the back line where he, where he belongs, it would be a travesty. But I'm in all seriousness, Josh, if you're listening, mate, gun game. You really looked... He presented really well. He was marking way up. Do you know who it actually, hey, Scott, do you know who it actually reminded me of? Which, I don't know if this is going to be a compliment or a, or not, but he, he, he had a touch of the Scott Gumbletons about it. Like, I mean, when he wasn't busted. But, like, really <laughs> taking busted. the ball right up high. Right and, up high, yeah. And yeah, being able to he's jump. He's got long arms. And he takes really it. Really long arms, yeah. Yeah, he takes it... Um, and he's got a – he actually missed a set shot from 15 metres out, but and then he, the more most like the harder the kick, the more he kicked the goal. Yeah. Uh, so he actually has got a quite a nice kicking technique. I, look, and he doesn't fully seem fit yet. I'll give him my – it feels like – He's fine. It feels like – but I say that as a positive. I'm saying that's what I saw of a guy – who's still over the year is going to get more stronger, get more fitter. Got to grow And then he's going to be a hard guy to stop. Cult of a body. I swear. And the other guy we um, got to see up close was um, Cody Brand. He like, actually, yeah, he actually did what well. I saw there too. Yeah. Um, he's, again, That's the best fans. I've seen him by far. We've got some big arrangements coming through, some big kids coming through. Like Josh um, is pretty skinny at the minute. Even I've got to admit that. Um, Zach, but, Zach Reed as well. Yeah. And Zach Reed, um, again, a hor- another horribly ugly looking dude. Like Zach Reed. <laughs> He's got the blow away He's hair, isn't he? real ugly looking. Him and um, Archie in the same set of bounce is just mesmerizing. But anyway, um, but Cody Brand, really liked what I saw about him. Rifling handballs out from under packs and stuff. Um, and again, a, a guy that you can just see needs more and more games, more and more games to be a really good player for the club. So um, congratulations to, to Josh. You are a dead set champion. Um, and uh, Cody, same deal. And Zach, well done. Archie Perkins, all looking good. Yeah, fine. Like, Zach Reed actually was pretty courageous uh, on the weekend because like, he, he, he didn't have a spectacular game, but I kind of found out afterwards that that, that hip corky he got was actually really bad. Mm. Um, but he just wanted to play. Like, it was um, so... He was definitely wasn't as moving as what he would like. Yeah. Um, um, and even even Neil said today at training he still was favouring the hip a bit. Uh, okay. Uh, but he really just wanted to get some games under his belt. Yeah. So credit to him. Um, so yeah, I, I like that mentality. Um, yeah. So there's there's some st- there's still some things coming through. Before we go, and we are going to sort of wrap it up. Uh, I just wanted to shout out to Alex Morecambe, who was our uh, VFLW. Guest last week. Yes, uh, indeed. Played a great game on the weekend. The girls just went down by two goals. It was a, it was to play the top team, and you know they obviously didn't play finals last year. Um, they must have taken a lot of confidence out of that game. Would that, have given. It was Port, wasn't it? 
Port, yeah. Port Melbourne. Would have given Port Melbourne a nice little little scare, well, I okay, bet you. Yeah. Again, he's given them something to think about. Because yeah. they were going, okay, that wasn't that one actually wasn't an anything. Because Port have smashed people, as, as far as yeah. I understand, leading into the season so far. But I tell you what, just sniffing around two goals and with Alex uh, having a great game, um, I reckon Port will be worried about what they saw for a first time playing the, this Bomber team. So, yeah, it was. Um, I think they've got a, a lot out of it. Their coach would have... Definitely picked up on a few things that they can improve on. Great interview, by the way. We the, we had a heap of fun. She was awesome. With Alex. She was awesome. There's there's some guests you get that um and, and actually let me rephrase that. All of our guests have been great. They've been great and, and willing um to give of their time and um and and knowledge and all that sort of stuff. But Alex was really really nice and just the, the no question was off limits. You could ask anything you like. And again, the amount of time she gave us um, when she's got two jobs, basically she's yes. a professional um, AFL athlete. Oh, and by the way, she works for the Essendon Woody Club. Um, so a massive thank you to Alex. She's a really nice um, lady and um, we uh, really hope to get her back on the show um, soon as well. Exactly. I think that wraps it up. Uh, we've got the Saints game this weekend, uh, 4.35 Saturday afternoon at Marvel. Yep. Uh, I hope everyone's got their tickets. Uh, One thing I wanted to say was to, again, a lot of feedback on the Facebook page and we love it, right? So Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine yards. You can get us on Spotify, SoundCloud and all those sort of things. Um, we haven't said this in a while, but like and, like and subscribe. If you can hit those sort of... Um, like uh, buttons and subscribes button, it just helps us with the algorithms and all that kind of crapola um but yeah do that for us um but one thing i wanted to say was is that is everybody still hurt a lot about port and we've just spent an hour or so um talking about the hurt about port but you know the thing is at like on sunday at about 4 30 you've got to forget about that because the players have got to forget about that game as well and we've got to we've got to go back to square one we've got to have hope for them we've got a thank you to St Kilda just got beaten by Melbourne. St Kilda didn't look that great. They've, you know, I want Essendon to come out breathing fire this week. Yeah, play a better brand of football. I know there'll be four or five changes, but, but I, be keen. I, I wanted to take it up to them. Yep, those four they, or five changes will be keen. You know, you know, they've still got the Stringers, the Merritts, the McGraths, um, and, and these guys. They can still take it up to St Kilda. I, I tweeted sort of jokingly, but I, I didn't. I didn't. I was sort of semi-serious that going, you know, with the changes, I'm thinking Essendon still have a list that can take it right up to the Saints. Mm, agree. Uh, you know, they they should have won round one. So we should be one on one, you know, in, in all seriousness on, mm. the, on the ladder. But we, we, we just hand a, a win to the opposition. But so let's take it up to the Saints. Let's start showing Absolutely. Take show a deep a breath. Pride. Forget about Port. Take a deep breath and let's go and see what happens in St Kilda because – Versus St Kilda because it's still, it is, it's only our third game. Mm. Third game of the season, third game with the new guys, third game with Truck, Gia, all these guys, and it's it's still our third game. Sure, we want some success, but everybody knows this is going to be close to a rebuilding year for us. So just try and concentrate on the on the good things that we might see from it. We may get beat. Um, hopefully it's not like Port and we get pumped. Um, but yeah, just... just Null out, zero out everything that's happened for the last week. And on Sunday when we're playing the Sainters, just hope for the best and, and support the boys in that game versus St Kilda. Yep. 
Well, I think that's it for me, mate. I think we're done, man. Um, we uh, we thanks everybody for your patience in um, in the pod coming out on Tuesday. We uh, had to do a few things um, family wise, so we'll be back to normal programming probably just on a Monday after the um, after the weekend. So um, come and check us out on the socials um, in the usual spots. Um, find Scooter of oh, Scotty um, as Scooter on Twitter. Um, and um, get stuck into him on Twitter. And uh, uh, we will uh, talk to you guys next week.